What's up, everybody? This is Sean with Morning Lifter. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, I've got a pretty cool guest here who is almost done with the 75 hard. By the time you're watching this, she will be done with it. Uh, but it is Heather from uh, the Sandbag Workouts, right? Or Sandbag Queen. Sandbag Queen, right? The Sandbag Queen. Yes, yes. the Sandbag Queen. And she, she does a lot of really cool workouts. Um, surrounding sandbags obviously but her uh, the one thing that's really interesting if, if you followed her if you haven't you should she's been uh doing the 75 hard challenge and it's something that if you have watched a, a previous episode uh with it was matt from garage belt athlete he was at the time going through it and he kept having to start back over multiple times but you, Heaven, are, you're just days away, right? Yeah, today is day 71. Wow. So that was one thing that really kind of caught my eye because I had talked about it with, uh, with Matt and I hadn't really seen anybody going through the, the transformation, I get, at least not with anybody that I was following. And so I became really intrigued and, and I wanted to know, you know, what, uh, what got you into it? What's gotten you through it? What's been the tough? What's been the great, you know, kind of just <laughs> de de describe the whole, uh, you know, I, I was reading one of your posts, you were talking about the monotony of it at one point in time. And uh, I'm just, I'm curious to know, yeah. you know, what your, your overall thoughts are just being days away from being done. Oh man. Okay. I will unpack this. So what got me into it was seeing this one woman I follow that I have followed for a long time. She has a rather large account. It's moms can be fit. And she was going through this um, 75 hard and she was talking about how it's a mental illness challenge. And at first, when I was seeing this hashtag and people talking about it, I'm the kind of person that will not even, even consider any sort of quick fix. I won't consider any sort of, um, <laughs> you know, the wraps and the pills and the solutions. I am not all about that. I'm about long-term health and your lifestyle being healthy. So at first I was like, oh, it's one of those stupid challenges again. And one of those online, like it get lose weight fast and all that crap. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And then I was watching her and she was explaining it. And I had not heard of Andy Fisola at the time. I didn't know who he was. I knew what first, who first formed the company. I knew who they were, um, but I didn't know anything about him or his challenge. So she started talking about it and all of the elements and the components. So if you're watching this and you're like, what's 75 hard? It is um, a 75 day program where you have to complete these five elements every day. And if you fail, you have to start over. And the elements are you drink a gallon of water every day. You pick a nutrition plan and you stick to it. There's no cheating. There are no cheat days. There are no cheat meals. You stick to your nutrition guidelines. You have, um, let's see, you have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book every day. You have to be physical, a physical book. You can't read uh, on your Kindle or uh, listen to audio, which a lot of people give kickback for that. My husband was one of them. He's like, well, it's like the same thing. And I'm like, no, it's, it is different. You have to ask for a physical book. Okay. Um, and then you have to do two workouts a day. One has to be outside and they both have to be 45 minutes at least. And the other one is you have to take a progress picture every day. And um, apparently that's the one that most people fail on is taking that progress picture because they forget because it's so like, you know, you get wrapped up in the day and you're like, oh, I didn't take my picture. So um, once I realized that it was a mental toughness challenge, at that point in time, I was at a very low point. I wouldn't say I was depressed. I have struggled with depression. I know what it is. I, I've battled it forever. I was not depressed, but I was really like... I had, I had let myself go, like I had gotten soft because prior to this, I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was super lean. I was 
um, doing all kinds of activity. I like, I'm a group fitness instructor. So I was teaching classes every day, multiple times a day. And like, I was just really at, at a high level of fitness. And then COVID happened and I, and, and here's the key. I let COVID happen to me. Mm. I let the circumstances that we were in happen to me instead of taking control and, and ownership over my choices during that time. And I recognized that as she was going through this challenge and she was posting about it, I was like, that's me. Like I, I've let myself get soft and I'm not by nature a soft person. I'm, I'm kind of rough around the edge. Like I'm, I'm strict and to the point and like, I'm like drill sergeant type of personality. So I, I realized that I needed this, like I needed this in my life. Now, because of my personality, I'm also very, uh, what's, what's the word? I, I made a binder. I made a list and I made a binder and I print out, so A type, I guess you could say. I printed out each of the days on, and where I could check it off. And uh, I put in a piece of paper behind each day because I put in a, I wrote a journal entry every day from day one till now. I've written about this journey. Now that wasn't and part of the I, the uh, that wasn't yeah. part of the seventy five hard. That was that just something that you added on. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I I knew from previous experiences, like I said, I had been really fit and I had gone through cuts. You know, when like um, bodybuilders will do right. the, and bikini competitors. I I done those those types of cuts and programs. And uh, I knew the, the mental capacity, like the, the whole process of what they do and put themselves through would wreck me. I knew it would because it did in the past. So I did not want to go in with that mindset of I'm just doing this to lose weight because I had gained like 15 pounds mm -hmm. from all of this. And I was unhappy with my clothes not fitting. And I was unhappy with um the way I felt just every day knowing that I could do something and I wasn't doing it and I think that's what really got me and so you don't have to journal every day in fact most people don't like that but I knew for me I wanted to see where I came from and where I was going and so now when I read day one I'm like oh my gosh like this is an, it's amazing it's incredible to see my journey from, and, and I see the low days too. So there were days of like day 50 something. I was having a really low day and um, I was, you know, just writing about it. And, but I was able to coach myself through it. So that's the other aspect that I added in was I didn't just, I didn't just say, this is what I did today, blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of journal. I became my, coach. so I would say, Hey, heaven, you really, killed it today. Like you knocked it out of the park. Good job. And then I'd say some days I'd be like, Hey, heaven, where were you today? <laughs> you weren't really <laughs> present. What, what's going on with that? Why weren't you, why were you complaining about this? Uh, why did you want to make an excuse for that? Like really just, you know, talking to myself as weird as that sounds, it has been a huge, huge game changer for me. And so if you're watching this or listening to this, I want to encourage you to do the same thing. Start to talk to yourself as a coach, as a, as somebody who's going to push you, like, you know, that coach that like yelling at you on the sidelines, like get in line, you get it together. Like that's how I talk to myself because I need that in my life. And I think most people do, and they just don't know how to get it and they're not getting it from somebody else. So all of that to say this has been the best decision I've ever made for myself is to do this on hard and to stick to it. Even on the days that suck, even on the days that are hard, you know, I went and traveled. I, I planned this so that I wouldn't have to travel during this time. Like I knew I have this chunk of time where I'm not going anywhere. And then my husband had to go up to work a few hours away for an extended period of time. So I had to load up all four kids and we had to go visit him. Well, we got to. We didn't have to. <laughs> we got to go visit him uh, for a few. For it was supposed to be like three days, but it ending like one night and end the day. Um, 
but I didn't make sure like I'm okay. If I have to do this, I'm going to make sure I don't fail. I don't want to start over. I want to get through this because I know that I can do it. Um, so does that answer your question? It does. It, it provides a lot of, uh, a lot of really good insight. Um, that you bring up a really good point there that, that I like you talked about becoming your own coach and coming from the, the low state that you were in, how did you evolve into, into that? Because there are, you, you see a lot of times people are looking for like accountability coaches or they might just use somebody else's profile as uh, as a motivator. How did you, how did you transform yourself into your own motivator when you were at that, that low state that you were uh, describing? Okay. Well, I think um, it's important, important to note that I have been in the process for over eight years as a group fitness instructor. Your, your main job is to take people who kind of don't really want to be there. <laughs> they kind of don't really want to work out, but they know they should, so they go to a group class. And your job is to give them an amazing experience. Your job is to make fitness fun for them, exciting, challenging. It's literally, if you're a good instructor, there are a lot of mediocre instructors, but I take everything I do seriously. So it was my job to make sure that the participants in my class left feeling better than when they came in. So that coaching element, I wouldn't say it's in my nature. It might be slightly, but it, it's been developing. It's been progressing and evolving over the last eight plus years. So that does come into play for sure. But I will also say this, I believe that everybody has that, that ability and everybody has the capacity to learn and to grow and to become their own coach. So what I would say coming from that low point where I was not my own coach, I absolutely was going to, I was turning to food to, even though I said in my mind I wasn't, even though I thought, yeah, then you don't need that, you don't need that food, it's not gonna help you. I was turning to food as my, my comfort mm -hmm. because I was stressed like everybody else during this year. You know, I was just stressed out of my mind. And that's what I did, I ate. So I gained weight because that's what happens <laughs> when you eat too much. Who would have thought? So, <laughs> um, I know, it's such a weird concept. <laughs> Um, but so I went ahead and, um, I, it started slow from that low point. I didn't go right into get your butt into gear heaven. Um, I guess it, it, it more like it started with questions. So I was questioning myself, like what would make you feel good today? Heaven, what would really what would really progress you towards your goal? Like, you know, you want to feel a certain way. You know, you want to show up a certain way. What's going to get you there? And so then that questioning of myself and my capabilities, my desires, progressed me into becoming more of that hardcore, you know, get in line. I'm not really a cusser. I don't cuss. Uh, generally, um, which did change after children. I was like, oh, you got to hold that back. <laughs> but, um, anyways, they cert the kids, um, kids certainly want to bring it out of you, out. without a doubt. <laughs> Man, do they ever. <laughs> so, but when, when that coach, I mean, when, you know, as that coach progressed and as she started to really rear up, there are times when she's like, you know, get it together, get your stuff together heaven because you're allowed, you're allowed to cuss okay. on here or too if you want say, so don't don't feel bad <laughs> oh i know i know it's just kind of like this personal like i i don't know i just i don't but um probably my upbringing but she she'll get it like she'll she'll kick me right into gear because right. i i need it you know sometimes you just need that 
is that all you got mentality and, right. and that no excuses mentality. And so I, I feel like doing this program has, has been the best, absolutely the best choice I've ever made. In fact, I love it so much that even though in four days from the time of this recording, I will officially be done with 75 hard. I'm extending it a full 90 days until October 30th right before Halloween, because I do want to go trick-or-treating with my kids. And that's the other thing you got to remember. Life still happens. You know, you will want to go trick-or-treating with your kids. You will want to have Thanksgiving dinner. You will want to enjoy Christmas parties. Like, life is still going to happen, right. and you want to be part of that. But for this time, the reason I decided to extend it is because I, I know that what I'm doing now is working so well for me that I don't really want to stop. I love the structure. I love the motivation that I'm pulling out of myself mm. and the ambition that it, it's creating. And I'm getting up at like 4.30 in the morning, four, between 4.30 and 5 in the morning now regularly. And I'm following accounts that I didn't really know about prior to this. And um, people who are really just like getting after it and and creating this sense of community. And um, it's, it's just been so, so amazing. I, I would agree with you. I mean, the, the one thing that has been uh, really neat, especially what has been watching your progress and seeing the, the changes. And uh, like you had said, it's almost like a, like a journal entry with some of the posts that you have made. And so you've been doing a, a really good job on, on reflecting on, what it's done for you. So you kind of alluded to what my next question was going to be was, what are you going to do when you were done? So after you extend it past Halloween, what's the plan? Have you, have you, are you going to take some of the pieces off of that and continue it? Or, you know, are you going to do the two workouts at 45? Are you going to keep reading the books? What, what are you going to keep? Are you going to, are you going to discard anything else? Yeah, that's a great question. So actually, uh, because of my, my history with the bodybuilder cut type mentality, I knew first day, like even before I started, when I was planning out the binder and all that, I feel so nerdy when I say that. When I was planning out the binder and everything, I was like, this, this is going to be a lifestyle change. This is long-term. So I'm figuring out right from the beginning what what I like and and what I'm going to keep so I know that after I'm done through the holiday season which is the hardest season for most people I'm going to at least you know do that one workout a day sometimes two if I feel like extra stress building up because um well like I said I was a group fitness instructor so I was used to doing multiple workouts a day like it was, that part was, has not been difficult. Like literally that's been one of the easiest thing, things. Drinking my water every day is a nightmare. I hate drinking a gallon of water a day. It's so unnecessary. I mean, I just won't even, but it, it stretches me. And I know that that's, why it's in there. For a person of my size, I'm petite. I'm only five, two. And I'm, gradually getting smaller like in my size um it's just a lot of water and I have to pee all the time and I'm like this is so inconvenient <laughs> I literally plan my shopping trips around my schedule for bathrooms and it's like oh so that part is going I will do I'm but I'll say this I will be more intentional about my water because before I wasn't, I was just kind of like, I would drink maybe one and a half of these a day, which is not enough. Absolutely not enough. Right. But I would just get so busy throughout the day with the kids. I have four kids. That wasn't mentioned. I'm a mom of four and they're 11, 10, eight and six. And uh, it's just like, it's wild. Like my life is straight up crazy town all the time. So I, I would just not drink water <laughs> and uh, let up on caffeine all day. Yeah. Um, so that part is definitely going to be minimized, but I'll keep uh, parts of that. Um, the reading, absolutely. 
Oh my gosh. I, I'm, I'm an avid reader anyways. I, I've always loved to read, but it's not something I made a priority. It was more like a treat. It's like, oh, well, if I get all my housework done and I get my business stuff done, then I get a read. Um, and this has been like, you know, in the morning, you're going to read like today for my, during my 45 minutes this morning, I had my book with me and I was, I was on the M5, it's a cardio machine. So, um, I would just did my, I did like 30 minutes and 35 minutes and then finished with my stretching and I read for most of the time. So I knocked out my 10 pages and most of my workout while I was reading, like it was a two for one. So it's also about getting creative. Like everybody's schedule is going to be different. Everybody's life is different, but these are elements that you can fit into your life. And if you figure it out, if you take it, uh, think of it like a Tetris game, you can fit it where it needs to be and, and let it, let it work for you. But you have to be willing to, to be creative with your unique situation. And so that's really what I do is I help women figure out how are they going to fit health into their life? Like what are the components of health and how are you fitting in the components of health in your situation? Because it is unique to you. So that's, um, that's pretty much what I'll do. I think is uh, I'll keep a majority of it. And as far as I don't even mention this because I forget, but, you're not allowed to drink alcohol either during this whole time. And um, that was something that was becoming an easy fix for me, like a quick, like after a stressful day, I was like, well, a Moscow mule wouldn't hurt. I mean, it's been stressful today. And so that's kind of the mentality that I was taking. And uh, that was not helping me either. So. We're also putting guidelines around when we will have drinks and when we won't. And we've decided it'll, it will only be if the kids are away, like with their grandma, or if we're on vacation, or maybe like a holiday party, something like that. It won't be something that we turn to if we've been stressed out. There are better ways to deal with your stress than getting buzzed. So that has been our kind of like navigation through the no alcohol zone. So I hope that answered your question. That's kind of where I'm going with it. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's always interesting. It, and I liked what you were talking about in terms of finding a, finding a schedule in a way. Uh, have, you, have you had other specifically, I guess, working or busy moms who have reached out to you to kind of see what's worked for you? You know, what, what advice would you give to you know, those, those types of women, because there is, you see this all the time where uh, a, a mom will put everything before her own health. And you see this with dads too, but just people yes. in general will put everything, literally everything ahead of their own health. And then they wake mm -hmm. up one day and they're 40 and 50, 60, 70 pounds overweight. And then it's like, well, what do I do now? You know, and so how did you how did you get yourself into a schedule? Was it just getting up earlier, or was it becoming more organized? You know, what would you what would you give for your advice to that? Yeah. So I I do help women. That is something that I'm creating right now is a 12 week course on all of the components of health because I'm very holistic. I approach hormones, I approach gut health, I approach workout, sleep, uh, recovery, um, mental your mental state, um, spiritual state. So there are so many components to your health. It is hard to give just one answer for that question because everybody's in a different place, right. but a great baseline, regardless of what space or place you find yourself in. If you're a mom or dad listening to this and you have put your kids and maybe job or whatever in front of your health, what I would say is start with the basics, like the real basics, drink more water, this is something that a lot of people don't do. And that's why I'm so glad that it's part of this program that I was, I'm doing is 
you have to, <laughs> or you fail. So drink more water, be intentional about it, you know? Um, and then the second most important thing that you can do is get a hold of your nutrition. Just get, get a, an idea of what you're eating because what you eat truly turns into your energy. Mm. So you, if you are eating foods that zap your energy, foods that are heavy, foods that are, you know, fast food is a great example, and I know they get a lot of bad rap, but it's for a reason. It doesn't help you. That It literally will zap your energy, uh, along with you know having way too many calories for what you get. So just take inventory of what you're eating on a daily basis. This is very basic stuff, guys. It's not rocket science, really. You drink more water, you eat foods. More often than not, you aim for whole foods, fresh foods. That, and and it, it can get as complicated as you want it to get with keto and paleo and, um, gosh, Atkins and all of the different diets out there. You can make this stuff super complicated, but it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. Just bring it down a notch. So... You have the water, you have the nutrition, and move your body. Again, this is so basic, and people overcomplicate it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I work with women, and they're like, well, I don't have access to a gym. Well, now all the gyms are closed. They're just barely opening up. But they're like, well, this was before. I don't have access to the gym. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have excuse after excuse. And I'm like, who said you have to go to the gym? You could literally walk outside for 30 minutes. You could walk for 15 minutes and that'd be better than what you're doing right now. Get up, move your body. We were designed to move. Mm -hmm. We were made to move. Get up and move. So, so like seriously, what I would tell you is go back to the basics. And those three things are like, they're the foundation um, and along with that, along with that, you have to stop making excuses for why you can't do the things you know you should do. So that, that's the advice that I always give my members, my uh, previous clients when I did uh, coaching and personal training, I would always just go back to that. Like, you can make excuses or you can make it happen. It's up to you mm -hmm. ultimately. So that's, that's where it is. Yeah, the, the excuses thing is so, it is, it's really, really easy uh, to rationalize why we shouldn't do or do something. Uh, and it, for a lot of people, it, it, it becomes very, very difficult. You know, it's that I always say it's the, um, it's the breaking point. Once you've gotten so low, you've got nowhere else to go. And it's, it, for me, it seems like until you reach that breaking point, you can rationalize and make excuses all day long. And then, but when you wake up yeah. and you're, you're 40 and you're 50 pounds overweight and you can't run around with your kids anymore, like that's your breaking point. And, and so sometimes it might even be easier to do that. I don't know, to, to, to go from there because then you got some real motivation or somebody who's in between, you know, because they might end up being somebody who starts and then two months later they quit. You know, I mean, have you seen anything yeah. similar to that? Um, goodness. I would say yes, yes. I have a few people that are kind of in that in-between. Like, they're not super overweight. They're not, like, <sighs> they're unhappy, but they're not so unhappy that they're willing to do the hard stuff yes. to change their lives. Yes. And that's a dangerous place to be. Agreed. It really is. And I, I love, you know, I love motivation and I love happy things and positivity. I think it's fantastic. However, I also think that tapping into that unhappiness, that discontented angry side of you has so much merit because you can use that if you use it right you can use that to fuel 
your workouts, to fuel your choices with food. Like there's, there's so much that you can do with your anger. And a lot of what happens is we just take that anger and we either bottle it up or we do really stupid stuff. And instead, if we could take that unhappiness and that anger and just use it for fuel to motivate us to do the right thing, you would be in a much better place. And I think, honestly, now that I'm talking about it, talking through this with you, I haven't thought much about this before, but I think that is where my inner coach has really come out is because I do deal with a lot of anger and, and I know I'm not alone in that. So I, I don't think it's, I mean, some people are like, Oh, don't talk about being angry. It's not, a, um, it's real. Like people are angry all the time. It's an emotion and it's something, especially if you have kids, they interrupt everything you do all the time. So there are, there's plenty of time, times to be angry. The key is to channel that anger effectively. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, yes, I do deal with anger, let me encourage you and challenge you to use that anger effectively. It might look different for you than it does for me. And for me, it looks like aggressive workouts, like really hardcore, high intense taking that sandbag and throwing it as, as hard as I can kind of workout. Um, if you have a boxing, uh, if you have a, a hanging bag and you like to box or kick, uh, kickboxing, do that. Um, there, there are just so many ways to get out your anger effectively and efficiently than, than the ways that we tend to, to deal with it. I a hundred percent agree. I, the, the idea of not being allowed to be angry over things is, uh, it's like a stigma almost, it seems like in society, you know, and, uh, yeah. or, or, you know, like it's okay for a man to be angry, but not for a woman to be angry. You know, those types of things where you just see those things where, right. you know, right. it's like, well, that's just, that's just the nature. But I mean, human beings are human beings and, and everybody's personality is different. So the idea that some people are allowed to be angry versus some not being allowed. I, and I, I love the fact that you talk about channeling it because too many times we will channel it the wrong way. We'll go into food, we'll go into alcohol, or we'll go into some type of abuse, self-abuse, or whatever the case may be. I mean, heck, I mean, mm-hmm. you start drinking too much alcohol, you're going to be looking at self-abuse anyways. But, um, finding the right way. Yeah. And, and the one thing uh, I heard Jordan Peterson talk about it uh, was to understand that you're capable of being a monster and then not being a monster. Like that one has really hit deep with me. And, and I think that mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of similarities to what you're talking about is understanding that you're capable of doing some pretty nasty things, but then finding ways to, use it in a positive force. And that's where you see, I mean, workouts or just exercise in and of itself, there's proven evidence that it helps people with depression. It helps people who suffer from PTSD. It helps people with so many uh, really serious mental situations. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And then it becomes a positive reinforcement where you're having a rough day, you go out for a run or you go get a lift in or whatever the case may be, because it, it, it de-stresses you, you know? And so I, I love the fact that you, yeah. you brought that up and finding ways to challenge your and channel your own anger into a positive force. I think that was really good. Thank you. I'm glad. I, I hope it resonates with uh, the people listening because it, it's such an important thing that people don't talk about. And yeah. we really need to talk about it. We need to let you know, number one, it's okay to feel anger. <laughs> like, it's not a bad thing. It's only bad when we use it yeah. poorly. Absolutely. So that's good. I'm really glad. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious, too, to, to make a, a little transition. We still got a little bit of time left. But to, to transition into... What made you decide to be more or less exclusive with sandbags? What got you into the sandbags? What got you into working out at home? Was it COVID or was it something that 
you've been doing for a while? Yeah, no, it, it was not COVID. Um, I, like I said, years ago, started group coaching, or I mean, uh, group instructing group fitness. And then I went into personal training. So very much in the gym, uh, worked for multiple gyms and uh, I enjoyed it to an extent. <laughs> um, I liked meeting people. I liked helping people. Absolutely. Um, that was what drove me was being part of their journey to help. And here's the deal. You can have the best plans in the world and want to make the biggest difference in the world. But if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. You have nothing because your health is what gives you the energy to drive those plans forward. And that goes for your mental health and your physical health. So you need those working for you. So for me, health is the foundation. Mm -hmm. And being a part of somebody else's journey to health is the best thing that I could do. I, it's just my passion. Like some people are passionate about art and some people are passionate about, I don't know, mowing lawns. I'm passionate about health. I love it. It is life-changing so it was around um gosh well I would say our very first like inkling of a garage gym thing was probably back in 2014 we had just moved into a, a different area of California and um we I couldn't teach a little bit because I didn't I didn't have a gym that I could teach at um, that had the program I was certified in. So I was like, well, I got to do something. Like I've always been somebody who's active. Like I got to move. I got to do. I, I can't just be lazy. Um, so we got this like the M5, the same machine that I used this morning. We've had for that, that long. It's been fantastic. So we got that little machine and I was out doing it. And then we found a gym and I started lifting. Um, I, prior to that, I had not even explored lifting um, in a gym setting. It was very uh, overwhelming to me. It was, and, and I hear this all the time from women that I coach or even just women that I know, going into a gym atmosphere as a woman can be so intimidating. Yeah. And for me, it definitely was at first. I was very intimidated. I went anyways, <laughs> because that's what you do if you, you know, what, improve. So what was so I intimidating about it? Learned, huh? What was so intimidating about it? Like so there are, yeah, there are a few different factors that go in, into this issue. And um, I would say the, the number one factor for myself was I was afraid that I was doing it wrong, but everybody there, they've been lifting for a long time and they know how to do the bicep curls. They know how to do the overhead press. They know how to do all of these things. They know if they're squatting right, which is a total bunch of BS by it the is. way. Yes, Most of those people is. don't know what they're doing anyway. <laughs> so let me just make that claim. If yeah. you're afraid because you think everybody else knows? They don't. No, okay? they don't. You're They're absolutely doing it right. wrong half the time. Yeah. And once you once you learn, as I became, when I became a personal trainer, and I was, yeah, I was like, oh, I knew more than they did. Okay, <laughs> we're good. So that was like a, a lie that I. I didn't know was a lie, but it was something that I, like I bought into was yeah. that they know what they're doing. Um, and you would see these guys that were jacked, like they're all like big, and they're like throwing weight around, and you're like, oh. Is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so there was like this whole uh, dynamic of, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I'm doing it right. And I was just scared. And then you have the whole, the other aspect of men being men yeah. and being attracted to women and looking at women. And so there's that whole dynamic that comes into play for a woman. And that part was never super fun for me. I just didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like the attention. I didn't like people looking at me in, in that way at least. Right. And so it was just kind of like, 
made it awkward more than anything. And then they, when they would come up and talk to me, maybe being friendly, maybe more than that. I don't know. I was just like, okay, all right, bye. <laughs> have fun, have fun lifting. Goodbye. Um, so there was, it was just a, a lot of fun, fun time yeah. with that. And eventually we just moved into a, a, a more of a, I don't know. We wanted to be able to lift on our own schedule and we wanted to be able to do our own stuff and not rely necessarily on a gym or, or have to, you know, follow all the gym rules and um, all of that stuff. So we slowly started to build our at home gym and thankfully, Thankfully, it was before COVID, so we got a decent amount of weight at a decent price and some other equipment that uh, the bars and the bench and all of that stuff, that the things that have like skyrocketed since then, we were able to to lock down before. So that kind of moved us just on our own schedule and have the option to be home and lift whenever we wanted to do so. Um, as far as the sandbag, so that, so we kind of like, we're starting to build it anyways. And then last year, was it last year? Holy crap. Um, um, we're in 2020. So the beginning of 2019, we signed up for a Spartan race. My husband and I signed up for a Spartan race and (laughs) I was so, I felt so ill-prepared for this style of training because I was lifting, but I wasn't like, and I would do some high intensity stuff, but I wasn't like that rugged training that you do at Spartan races, right? Would you, would you consider it more like functional training? Would you consider it functional? Yes. 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 I was not doing functional training. And so, uh, we got, I was like, I need something to prepare me for this because this is like, this is going to wreck me if I don't prepare. <laughs> um, so I, so we started researching, we were like, let's get a sandbag. Like that seems like the most, like we wanted a rope, we wanted a wall, like we wanted all the things to kind of prepare, but obviously we're not going to just build a wall to climb over. So we're like, let's get a, let's get a sandbag. Let's see how that goes. So we got the sandbag. We're using it for a few months. And I just fell in love with it. Like, I literally fell in love with using the bag because it challenged me in ways that I had not previously been challenged. Even in all of the, I tried tried so many things. I tried everything except for CrossFit because I won't. I won't. (laughs) My sister does CrossFit, and I love her to pieces. She loves CrossFit and there's a beautiful CrossFit community and I have so many friends who do CrossFit and God bless your soul. But it's, it's either it's love or loathe. I, I, it seems like it's either love or no, loathe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the only thing I have not done in the fitness world. Um, and when I found the sandbag, it, I just connected so deeply with the movement that you need, the, um, the core stability, the, um, the, all of the, all of the stability of muscles, but especially in the core and activating ways of movement that I hadn't used before all while using weight. So it was, and then, and then that shifting of the stand and always recalibrating in your brain like, oh, what do I, what do my feet need to do right now to get that weight back? And um, now I'm pressing it overhead, but oh, it's going too far. And now I got to shift it up. And it, it's just, it's a, an amazing way to train. Now, I obviously, I've branded myself as the sandbag queen, uh, but I do love all fitness. Like I, I think fitness as a whole, whether you're lifting weights or you're running or you're swimming or you're hiking, I think all fitness should be included in your life. And I think that if you only stick to one thing, like if you only stick to weightlifting and you don't go for a walk or for um, a hike or something out in nature, that you are not, you're doing yourself a disservice. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and I feel that way for sandbags. You should not just do the sandbag. I think it's a great 
for people who want to start building a sense of fitness in their life, it's a very inexpensive way to do so. Yeah. Very um, uh, accessible. You know, you can, it takes maybe a hundred bucks. I think my bags, my bags are like 120, but they're made in the US. So they're really solid. Like the, they're amazing. Um, and they have cinch straps. So there's a little bit more to them than just a duffel bag with sand in it. But, but, and I will always say this, if what you have is a duffel bag and sand, put the sand in the duffel bag and go throw it around because it is such a great workout. It's mm -hmm. phenomenal. So, um, what yeah, are that's the, uh, what are the, what are the brands? And then I, I was going to say, what are the brands that you have from, uh, for the sandbags? Yes. Yeah, so we have two different ones. We have, uh, Aside from my own now, we have Brute Force and we have Level Fitness, I believe is the, it's like, L, they brand as LVL. Got it. Okay. Uh, fitness. Um, and they're, they're good. They're good. But um, I, I wanted something a little bit more. I wanted not only the, the quality of Brute Force, because they are also made in America, I wanted the quality at least. And we, in my opinion, have exceeded the, the quality the manufacturer I found is so good. Um, so we got that, but then I also wanted those cinch straps on the bag because my target audience, my, my people, my community are, I want mostly to be women because that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate yeah. about helping moms and they're not going to throw around a 50 pound bag of sand more, more than likely. Right. I mean, if they do, that's awesome. And we can go for that <laughs> for sure. But at, when they're starting out, it's going to be more around like the 10 to 15 pound range. Yeah. And so you put 10 pounds of sand in that big bag. You know what happens is it flops around all over the place and you don't get as good of a workout. You get a good workout, but it's not where it should be. Yeah. So we added those cinch straps and it just tightens everything. And so it's like you're throwing around a 10 pound bag of sand or 15 or 20 or whatever without all the extra floppy space. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that and happy with the way it turned out. That's a great idea. That's a really good idea. Thank you. Now, are those available for sale? Yeah, there was, they are, and they are right now, they are available on my website, but they're still in production. So this okay. is, the, I believe, the final week of production before they will be shipped out. Our ship date is set for October 15th. So as long as my manufacturer has everything done on his side, uh, by the time this airs, for sure, they will be out possibly sold out hopefully um that's the goal and uh i'll be in another production for but but the turnaround time is a lot quicker this time because i had to send them a bag for the, it's a long story we don't have time to get into it but it it was a very long process and i learned so much in this process about manufacturing and about products and um just the whole nine yards of what goes into even just making this idea in my head come out into the world. It's been such a journey. That's amazing. Good for you. Good for you. And it's, it's interesting to see there's so many people who are within the, it's like the home gym, garage gym, fitness community. So many people coming out with their own products to meet at the time their own needs and then finding ways to expand that out. It's, it's really neat to see yeah thank you yeah thank you so as we uh as we get ready to close here we've got about five or seven minutes um i wanted to pick your brain on a few things um to to jump back to 75 hard uh it you mentioned that you have to read a book a, a physical book 10 pages every day what book or books have you read or are you reading right now as a part of that program? Oh my gosh. Okay. So the first book I read was called the four agreements and oh, I wish I had time to unpack this book. It was so good. Now I will say this. It is a spiritual enlightenment style of book, which 
in the past would have turned me off because I have a very uh, Christian background, like uh, very strict parents. Okay, let me just tell you, we were not allowed to watch anything that had any sort of witchcraft or any sort of um, magic in it growing up. I never saw Harry Potter, never read the books. I was not allowed to do any of that. Very strict parents. I could not say shut up. I could not say um, gosh because it was too close to God. Um, I we had curse free on our um, curse free is where they cut up the, the bad words of movies and just replace it with like it goes dead silent and they replace the subtitles with a yeah. different word. <laughs> so like I'm serious. Like this is a book that I would not have been, been even like okay, I can read this, but I am so, so glad that I did because it is basically like these four principles that you live by. And the principles are um, be impeccable with your word. Um, never assume anything. Uh, always do your best. And um, there's, oh my gosh, there's one final one that, um, there's another one. I don't want to rack my brain too long thinking about it, but there are four, four things, four things that you agree with yourself that you will believe. Mm. And when you believe these things, it changes the way you show up in the world. When, oh, never take anything personally. I knew it'd come back. Okay. Um, so you show up differently for yourself and for the other people in your life, because if you don't, if you don't take anything personally, then when somebody else says something that you don't believe, you don't feel attacked. You don't feel like, oh my gosh, that person said something I don't believe and I don't agree with that. I can't believe they would say that. You don't do that. You right. say, oh, that's interesting. And then you move on with your life. Mm. If, if, you all are, if you're impeccable with your word, you say, I'm going to do this. And then guess what? You freaking do it because you said I'm going to do it. So you do it. Yeah. It's being impeccable with your word and speaking kindly to yourself and speaking um, life over yourself and, you know, always do your best. You show up. If your best is here one day and, and here the next and then it's back down here, that's okay. As long as it's your best. It's always doing your best. And uh, man, just... That book and then the other book that really changed me was um extreme ownership by jocko willing and yeah you had Lake mentioned that one Sabin, to me. yeah yep. jocko willing oh, yeah such a yeah dude i read that book cover to cover i usually skip them cover to cover is a big deal because you can skip the forward you could skip the introduction and really like get to the meat of the book i read that book front to back it was so, so good. Just, oh, man. So, yeah, that's, like, at the top of my list. I highly recommend that book to anybody, anytime, read that book or listen to it on audio if, if you have time, which also is in air quotes because you do have time to read. Just choose not to. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, so, yeah, I think that books. book is a – that's a big that's a big winner. That's on my list to read. Uh, I'm going through a – and a – what is it? A 1200 page book right now. So I'm about halfway done with that, but that's on my list to buy. Cause I know you had mentioned it. Yeah. It's, it's a what history. Book is that? It's actually, it's a history book actually. So it's, um, it's a book I started okay. four years ago and then I got into some more leadership stuff, cool. but I've come back to it. So it's the rise and the fall of the third Reich. So it's the pretty much the history of Nazi wow. Germany, which can be really, really informative. Um, because history is oh, important. Wow. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I've, I've always yeah. been fascinated by history. So there's, uh, I mean, it's just the, the things that they did, it's so deep and so complex. Uh, it's, it's hard to wow. wrap your, it's hard to wrap your head around the amount of, um, uh, I guess, uh, not only propaganda, but brainwashing and, just ex mm. acceptance of acceptance of things that people knew were wrong and yet did nothing about, you know? So it's in, and how, um, and I, I heard there, I heard a story of, um, 
it was a book. Uh, there's another book that talks about uh, some of the things from Nazi Germany called Ordinary Men. I, and I heard Jordan Peterson talk about it, but it was, uh, it was a, a police battalion in Poland after the Nazis had come in and taken over. They were like a, uh, was, I, I can't remember if it was like military police, but um, they were in charge of policing. And some of the things that they were being asked to do were inhumane beyond all, all beyond. And their police captain gave them the chance to, to leave and go back to just regular policing in Germany. But they, none of them, none of them did that. And uh, because they all didn't want to, you know, betray the other. So they ended up who they started out as just ordinary, ordinary men, ordinary individuals. And they turned into the monsters, kind of like what we had talked about earlier. They, they did the things that they know, they did the things that they know they shouldn't have done. And they turned into monsters. They were the types of people who could take, as Jordan Peterson quote, uh, I'll quote him. He said that they could take naked pregnant women out into a field and shoot them in the back of the head. Like those were things that, uh. that they, you know, some of these Nazis were, they were doing. And it's like, that was the anger and the evil that more or less can reside in just about anybody, but they, they acted on, on it, you know, instead of doing something else, you know? And so like, it gets really, really deep with some of the stuff that he talks about, but there's a lot of the, there's a lot of that talk in that book about, about some of the things that, that they did. And so uh, it's, it's interesting when you get into the darker side of, what individuals are capable of doing so it uh it's it's pretty wild but i'm at um yeah. i'm, I'm Ooh, at august <laughs> yeah it is it, it is yeah it, it it's something that takes um it takes it can take a toll on you if you let it but uh it's still i find it i find it so incredibly important so i'm at august 31st 1939 right now so i'm a day before they invade poland and i'm halfway through the book so that shows you how much uh, detail is in it. So, uh, but I'll be interested, but extreme ownership is on, that's on my list. <laughs> Whatever year I get done with this book, I'll, I'll be moving on <laughs> to the next one, but, you know, uh, so, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, wow. it, it, when you start, awesome. when you start reading, I mean, it's just, reading is just so important. And that's, I, I find, I find that to be, yeah. um, and there was a quote, I can't remember who it was, but it was, um, you know, when you're, when you're, when you read, it's, you're unstoppable more or less. And, uh, you, you really have no limits when you start reading and especially nonfiction. I mean, anybody can read fiction, but yeah. nonfiction will take you to another level, I think, because now you're, that. now you're reading ideas Absolutely. and thoughts and opinions of other people that you never would have comprehended before. Like you had mentioned with the, the previous book and uh, something that you had never or would have never seen yourself reading and, and it's totally changed your perspective mm -hmm. on life. So yeah. those are some, those are some things that I think are so incredibly important. So um, I got a couple more questions for Absolutely. you. So yes, the first one is uh, I usually end all of my podcasts with the same two questions. So the, the first one is, uh, what's the first word or phrase that comes to your mind when you hear the word strength? Confidence. That's a good one. I, I don't know if I've had any repeats yet, but uh, confidence is a good yeah. one. Okay. Hands down confidence. It, yeah. it just changes. Absolutely. What about leadership? Leadership. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, man. Humility. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I would agree with you on that. That's really good. I think it takes humility to be a good leader. Yeah. Because you got to admit when you're wrong. And you yeah, have to, that's you what have that to, book is all about, yeah, man. Absolutely. And you have to be able to like one thing that Jocko Willing talks a lot about, you got to be able to take ownership on things and not let your ego get the best of you. And whether, whether you want to do the things or whether you want to take fault or not, if you're at that, 
if you're at that top podium, you're going to have to own it, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Yeah. That's really good. Can I just share a quick story before we, before yeah. we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of times when we think of leadership, we think of people in this high position, we think of the president, we think of the senators, we think of even like our pastor or whoever, we think of these high level people. But I just want to bring it down a notch and I want to encourage you listening moms or dads to remember that you are a leader. You, even if you're just a stay at home, you are the leader of your children and you need to take pride and ownership and responsibility as their leader. You are the one that's leading them into the next season of their life. Every time from toddler, from infancy to toddler, to childhood, to teenagers, to adulthood, they are looking to you to be their leader and to be a humble leader. You don't have it figured out. I don't have it figured out <laughs> and, and admit that. So the story is the other day we, I was trying the kids to do some yoga with me because I'm homeschooling them now. And that's part of the PE that I've decided they should do. So I'm trying to get them to do yoga and they're just fighting me every turn. They're like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. And you know how kids can get yeah. If you're watching this and you have kids, you know, so it was just a big pain in the butt. And I finally snapped and I'm like, you know what? I'm your mother and you're going to listen to me and I don't care what you say, get your butt on the mat, we're doomed. And so like that kind of anger drill sergeant mentality came out and we did, we did yoga or whatever. Nobody was happy. Like nobody was happy except my youngest because she's six and she's like hilarious all the time. And she just has this bubbly personality. So she's the only one that's like, I'll be done with dog. Um, but everybody else is like, this sucked. And so finally, Finally, after it was over, I had the two younger ones go out and I talked to the two, two older ones. They're 10 and 11. And I was like, look, here's the deal. I love you guys more than anything in this world, but I need you to respect me. I expect you to respect me because I'm your mom. And, and I'm sorry that I yelled and I admitted that's the key. I admitted that I was wrong, that I should not have lost temper with them. And I was very humble about it. And I told them, I don't have this thing figured out. I've been your mom for 11 years and I'm always learning something new. I, I don't know what I'm doing. You guys, I'm just doing the best I can with you. And I need you to know that I love you. And I don't want to make life difficult for you. I just love you and, and I'm figuring this out. Will you figure it out with me? Will you help me figure this out? And it was just that sense of see me as mom, you know, see me up here. Like I am, and they're down here. And it's like me barking orders all the time. And I just brought it down right to their level. And I said, listen, I'm figuring it out right along with you. Please help me do this. And I can tell you since that time, things have been so different in our, in our family. And it has just that humility, that, that humble attitude of, yes, I'm your leader. No, I don't have everything figured out has made all the difference in the world. So if you're leading, I encourage you to bring in that sense of humility and know that you don't have to have everything figured out to do the best that you can do. Outstanding. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's hard for parents sometimes to do because oh, yeah. we don't want to yeah. admit, uh, we don't want to admit we're wrong. We don't want to admit that we don't know where to go. And so that's uh, good for you. Good for you. But that's great that uh, your kids responded that way. So that's a very cool story. So to wrap up, uh, I always like to give opportunities. So here's your chance for your shameless plug anything and everything that uh, people can reach you, where can they go to find the Sandbag Queen? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I am on Instagram, the 
most at the.sandbag.queen. And I love Instagram. I know Instagram's gotten a lot of hate lately, and I get it. I totally do. But I do love the community and the aspect of building community and encouraging one another. So I'm there a lot. You can find me there. Follow and say hi. Don't just follow and then, like, peace out. Um, say hi. <laughs> you know, like, engage. Make comments and, you know, let's, like, start a conversation. That's why I'm there. I'm not just there to post pictures of myself. It's not what I'm all about. Although it seems like it right now because I'm doing the transformation. So there are so many more pictures of me. Mm -hmm. But that's not my favorite thing. So, you know, engage. Um, you can find me there. You can also find um, my sandbags on letstrainrugged.com. Now, this is an interesting one because I actually shifted from the sandbagqueen.com over to a different domain. So it's a little, things are a little weird right now, but letstrainrugged.com is where you can find the sandbag and get one. And I'm all about action. I don't want you to just buy a sandbag. I don't want you to buy anything from me. And um, I want you to get the value of what you purchase because you're putting your hard-earned money to something. Use it. Don't just leave it in your garage or under your bed. Use the thing and get results. So that's what I'm all about. And um, I just I hope to provide a community of encouragement and um, hope to people who feel so down and so discouraged about where they are in life. And I do that through fitness. Awesome. Great. That all of that will be in the in the in the description too. So uh, for those of you that that want to check it out and check out the sandbag and see what heaven's up to, uh, that'll be there for you. So I appreciate the time, heaven. Thank you very much. Okay. And best of luck. Absolutely. For the, thank you so much. It was yeah. great to finally chat. Yeah, absolutely. And best of luck here for these next few days and uh, the additional what 15, 15 days, right? into your day 90 of yes <laughs> thank 90, you i guess it's i guess we call it 90 hard then for you yeah yeah overachiever much i'm sure people are like oh brother but yeah. i just love it <laughs> yeah well that's great well best of luck to you and and uh, hopefully we can do a follow-up soon and, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about the sandbags Definitely. That would be awesome. Thank you so awesome. much. Thanks, Heaven. You have a good one, okay? We'll talk soon. You too. All right. Bye-bye.